0: Hello. Would you like to drink cocktails and talk about poison? Or drink poison and talk about cocktails? Then welcome to The Poisoner's Cabinet, a weekly podcast mixing true crime, historic mysteries, a dash of comedy and lots of lovely libations for your listening pleasure. Join us for a drink as we tell the story of a different deadly poisoner each week. We always start by whipping up a cocktail and by the tale that we tell. Ooh, sounds delicious. Oh, so maybe an amaretto sour for a cyanide poisoning? A Long Island iced tea for the teacup poisoner. Chicken for William Palmer? What? Nothing. Join Nick and Sinead every Friday inside The Poisonous Cabinet as we look at vicious Victorians, inheritance powders and crimes of poisonous passion. Follow us at The Poisonous Cabinet on social media. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air... Hello and welcome to the History, Emporium and Powers Podcast. I'm Ollie Green. I just wanted to talk to you about how you can find us on social media. So I am on Twitter at Ollie on His Todd. That's O-L-L-I-E-O-N-H-I-S-T-O-D. I'm also on LinkedIn at Oliver Green, if anyone wants to find me a really cool job, preferably in some European country where I can be a historical tour guide, that would be great. I'm on Instagram at History Emporium and Powers Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at Ollie Travels on his Todd. I am on Facebook. We have a page there and we have a group both called History Emporium and Powers Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Castbox, soundcloud and i've just added patreon patreon is a platform where you can support creators like myself this is done by pledging two tiers so we've got a three pound tier and a five pound tier now these are monthly payments it will just really help me out in creating the podcast and getting it to a wider audience it will also help get the quality better and the content better so if you want to subscribe then you can it's patreon.com and search history emporium and powers podcast if you want to send me a message you can do via all of the social media platforms and i'm pretty hot on social media so i will get back to you as soon as i can thank you so much and i hope you enjoy this week's episode greetings one must not get one's knickers in a twist. Henry VIII was born at Greenwich in London on the 28th of June, 1491. He was the second son of Henry VII and Elizabeth of York. As the second-born son, he was the spare, but he soon became the heir to the throne on the premature death of his elder brother, Prince Arthur, in 1502. And Henry VIII succeeded in 1509 after Henry VII's death, he was only 17. In his youth, he was athletic and highly intelligent. Henry's interests include writing both books and music and he was a lavish patron of the arts. He was an accomplished player of many instruments and also a composer. As the author of a best-selling book it went through some 20 editions in England and Europe, attacking Martin Luther and supporting the Roman Catholic Church. In 1521 Henry was given the title Defender of the Faith by the Pope. From his father Henry VIII inherited a stable realm with a monarch's finances in healthy surplus on his accession parliament had not been summoned for supplies for 5 years Henry's varied interests and lack of application to government business and administration increased the influence of Thomas Worsley who was an Ipswich butcher's son who became lord chancellor in 1515 Worsley became one of the most powerful ministers in British history, symbolised by his building of Hampton Court Palace on a greater scale than anything the king had ever possessed. Worsley exercised his powers vigorously in his own Court of Chancery and increased the use of the Council's Judicial Authority in the Court of the Star Chamber. Worsley was also appointed Cardinal in 1515 and given powers which enabled him to bypass the Archbishop of Canterbury and govern the church in England. Henry's interest in foreign policy was focused on Western Europe which was a shifting pattern of alliances centered around the kings of Spain and France and the Holy Roman Empire. Henry had become related to all three after his marriage to his brother's widow, Catherine of Aragon. Due to unsettled times, Henry invested heavily in the navy and increased its size from 5 to 53 ships. This includes the Mary Rose, the remains of which still lie in the Portsmouth Naval Museum and can be visited today. The second half of Henry's reign was dominated by his succession and the Protestant Reformation, which led to the formation of the Church of England. Henry had married his brother's widow, Catherine of Aragon, in 1509. Catherine had produced only one surviving child, a girl, Princess Mary, born in 1516. By the end of the 1520s, Henry's wife was in her 40s and he was desperate for her to have a son. The Tudor dynasty had been established by conquest in 1485, and Henry was only its second monarch. England had not so far had a ruling queen, and the dynasty was not secure enough to hand the crown to a woman. This was the view of the establishment at the time. Henry had fallen in love with Anne Boleyn, the sister of one of his many, many mistresses, and tried to persuade the Pope to grant him an annulment of his marriage on the grounds that it had never been legal. Henry Eighth has been rumoured to have fathered a child by Mary Boleyn. This child was said to have been a son. Henry was now seeking a divorce. In May 1529, Worsley failed to gain the Pope's agreement to resolve Henry's case in England. All of the efforts of Henry and his advisers had come to nothing. Worsley was dismissed and arrested, but died days before he could be brought to trial. Since the attempts to obtain the divorce through pressure had failed, Worley's eventual successor, Thomas Cromwell, Turned to Parliament using his powers and anti-clerical attitude to decide the issue. The results were a series of acts cutting back power and influence in England and bringing about the English Reformation in 1532. An Act of Parliament was implemented that was a clear warning to the Pope that the revenues and relationship were under threat. In 1532, also Cramer was promoted to Archbishop of Canterbury, and following the Pope's confirmation of his appointment. In May 1533, Kramer declared Henry's marriage invalid. Anne Boleyn was crowned one week later. The Pope responded with excommunication and parliamentary legislation enacting Henry's decision to break with the Roman Catholic Church. An act was sent to Rome, stating that England was an empire governed by one supreme head and king who possessed whole and entire authority within the realm, and that no judgments or excommunications from Rome were valid. An act of supremacy was implemented, passed in 1534, which recognised that the king was the only supreme head of the Church of England. The breach between the King and the Pope forced clergy, office-holders and others to choose their allegiance, the most famous being Sir Thomas More, who was executed for treason in 1535. The other effect of the English Protestant Reformation was the dissolution of the monasteries, under which Mostonic lands and possessions were broken up and sold off. From 1518, Worsley had already closed down some of the smaller monasteries. In 1535 to 1536, another 200 smaller monasteries were dissolved by stature, followed by the remaining greater houses in 1538 to 1540. As a result, the crown revenues doubled for a few years. Henry's second marriage had raised hopes for a male heir. Anne Boleyn, however, produced another daughter. Princess Elizabeth, and failed to produce a male child. Henry got rid of Anne on charges of treason, engineered by Thomas Cromwell and proceeded over by her uncle, the Duke of Norfolk, which were almost certainly false, and she was executed in 1536. In 1537, her replacement Henry's third wife, Jane Seymour, finally bore him a son, who was later to become Edward the Sixth. Jane Seymour tragically died 12 days after the birth, leaving Henry grief-stricken. Henry's marriage to Anne of Cleves was a short one and he divorced her shortly after he married her. They remained good friends and she was given the title of the King's Sister. Henry made two more marriages to Catherine Howard executed on grounds of adultery in 1542 and Catherine Parr who survived Henry who died in 1548. None produced any children Henry made sure that his sole male heir, Edward, was educated by people who were Protestants rather than Catholics. To some, Henry VIII was a strong and ruthless ruler, forcing through changes between church and state relationship, strengthening the crown's position and acquiring monasteries' wealth. However, Henry's reformation had produced dangerous Protestant-Roman-Catholic differences within the UK, The monastery's wealth had been spent on wars and had also built up the economic strength of the aristocracy. Significantly, Parliament's involvement in making religious and dynastic changes had been firmly established. For all his concern over establishing his dynasty and the resulting religious upheaval, Henry's six marriages had only produced one sickly son and an insecure succession, with two princesses, Mary and Elizabeth, each of whom at some stage had been declared illegitimate, none of whom were to have children.